Locked on Bulldogs is back. We're talking season preview. And today I got Lance with Locked on Kentucky. Lance is going to tell us what Kentucky does well. What's the hope for the season? And if they have a shot, if Stoops and my love for him, because I do have love for him, is warranted if there's a threat that Kentucky can go ahead and upset the Bulldogs this coming year. Next on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Clint Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. I'm here with Lance of Locked On Kentucky. Lance, how you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. How about you? Fantastic. It's uh, another good day. It's summer. We are in the doldrums of summer. Offseason is here. But again, we know that in the SEC, it's never offseason. We look forward to the SEC media days that are coming. Recruiting is still happening. We're going to get to kind of the season preview and, and maybe the, the health of Kentucky. Uh, but first, we just want to know who Kentucky is. Bulldog fans, we see them every year. Let me start by saying this. I love Kentucky's program only because Stoops has has made it a mission. I don't know how he's made it a mission, but every single year Kentucky plays Georgia. It's 13-16, 13-19, close game, grinded out. Kirby is kind of satisfied. People get really upset, but he's satisfied with these games. What is this year, however, um, we've been on this podcast saying that the quarterback position may have taken an upgrade this year. And that's weird for us to say we think transfer coming in is better than what interception Levis could have done for them this year. Uh, Lance, what is your take on what Kentucky does best? What is this team known for? What's Stoop want to do? What is this team going to be great at this coming year? Well, traditionally, we've seen Kentucky under Stoops be kind of a, a ground and pound style offense. We've seen them really take control, uh, I think, with the ground game. And there's been various ways that Kentucky has done that over the past few years, whether it be with one back, whether it be with several, whether it be with a wide receiver at quarterback for an That's entire right. season, essentially. I mean, Kentucky's <laughs> right. done it. They've done it a lot of different ways here, Clint. But I think with the current makeup of the offense, you have to look at the passing game. And I think that's that's probably one of, if not the biggest strength that Kentucky could have this upcoming season. And that's no disrespect to running back Ray Davis, who transferred in from Vanderbilt, a thousand-yard rusher in the SEC last season. I expect big things from him. But the combination of Dane Key and Barry and Brown, I think, is going to be very important for Kentucky this upcoming season paired with offensive coordinator Liam Cohen who stepped away from Kentucky for a season last year with went to uh, coach with the Rams is now back I think that the combination of those two receivers and then the new quarterback under center Devin Leary is going to prove to be potent in the SEC this season and you talked about you know how important quarterback has been and how I think important quarterback could be in a game like this against Georgia Devin Leary certainly has had his fair share of big time moments in the ACC probably mm -hmm. hasn't faced off against anything like this before I would assume whenever the Bulldogs come knocking later in the year this, this is a big one and I think that having a a combination of skill position players on the offensive side of the ball is what's going to give Kentucky an edge against a lot of their opponents this season and I think that truly is the strength, the passing attack, and then the new look 
offense coming back from 2021. So on the offensive side of the ball, Clint, I think that's that's where we're looking. We're looking at that big, uh, I think, advantage, that strength there that we haven't normally seen over the past few years. And then I would say for the defense as a whole, look, I really like this front seven. But the entire defense has proven to be really strong under Brad White for the past few years. In fact, Kentucky top 15 nationally uh, in total defense a season ago. I believe they were top four in the league in the SEC. That is, I would expect this team with the plethora of transfers that they have brought in on both sides of the ball, actually, but with some different transfers that they brought in on this defensive side of the ball to help replace some of the production they had from a season ago. And I truly do think Kentucky, once again, will probably be a top four, top five defense in the SEC. So there's not, I think, an individual position group or player that you can point out on that side of the ball. I don't think you have been able to for a couple of years now. It's just truly a solid unit overall, which is kind of what you've come to expect from Kentucky. You've talked about Stoops and the consistency. I I think that he, it's fascinating just how, solid he has made the wildcats on both sides of the football and most of the time i think it's difficult to point to a specific place and say well this is what's heavily carrying the wildcats in their production i think offensive line's been great defensive line linebackers have been great at different times over the past few seasons but it truly does feel this year like a team effort on the defensive side of the ball at the very least uh, that's fantastic. I remember Kentucky years prior, there have been maybe just a, a little bit above linebacker position every three or four years ago, defensive line a couple years ago as well. DBs, there's been a couple of shining stars, but as a whole, the conglomerate is tough as nails, grind it out and, and not bend at all or not break, maybe bend a couple times, but not break. They are tenacious on the defensive side. I think that's a direct correlation to Stoops. And you mentioned it, Leary, I, I've seen these, these SEC rankings for quarterbacks, my gosh, what are people thinking? KJ Jefferson and Leary are being slept on far too much. Those might be inside the top three or four best quarterbacks in the SEC. And all of a sudden, if you're talking a, a foundation, an a offensive coordinator coming back with weapons at hand and a quarterback that's competent. I mean, you look at last year and there was a couple of times that if Levis just went ahead and did a check down or if Levis just went ahead and, and didn't try to do a 50 yard thread, the needle Kentucky's really threatening a lot more people. And so if you're telling me foundation stoops, grinded out tenacious defense as a whole, because that's what we know defenses do well is play as a whole uh, and offense that has a couple playmakers, but there's a stew going in Kentucky. I have all the respect again, hear me every single year. Kentucky comes up. People are like, Oh, what game? scares you the most is it the cocktail party and i always circle kentucky literally every year and every my buddy tells me daniel my co-host says no 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 no, don't worry and i'm like well i am i'm terrified because of this uh that is fantastic we're going to come back after this i'm going to ask for what are the chances this coming year with leary coming into the sec that they upset georgia but first these Right now, I want to let you know about FanDuel. FanDuel is fantastic. If you don't have FanDuel, go over there right now and get it. And you can take your first swing on MLB betting on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount up to $200. That's right. FanDuel.com slash lockdown is fantastic. We love betting on this podcast. We do locks every single season. We do season previews over under win totals. And we're going to ask Lance here in a second about over uh, win totals and see where Kentucky's at. By the way, I'm taking the over, I think, this year. But maybe Lance will prove me wrong. Maybe he'll convince me. Otherwise, but whatever happens, I'm going to go to fanduel.com slash locked on. And right now you get up to $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That means if you put a $20 bet down, you can get up to $200 in bonus bet. 
back. The app is safe. It's secure. It's super easy. Uh, and plus you get paid instantly, which I like. It's safe, secure. It's fantastic. It's the only place that Daniel and I go. It's the official sports book of Locked On. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Get up to $200 in bonus bets when you do. FanDuel.com. Make every moment more. Lance, we're back talking Kentucky preview and uh, the game against Georgia. Uh, and I'll just ask you, everything you just said sounds like an improved team in my mind. I think this team is improved. Uh, the offensive line you were talking about, that the, there's maybe some attrition on some turnover like that, but you get a plethora of new people coming in. Uh, so, Lance, I just ask you, what are the chances Kentucky is able to upset Georgia? Because Georgia is probably going to be double-digit favorites, 14, 13 points, something like that. What do you think the chances are that the, the Wildcats can go ahead and upset Georgia this coming year? I'm going to be completely honest with you, Clint. Because this game is in Athens, it makes it really difficult to call something here and then back it up with a fair amount of logic, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, the Bulldogs have really not been losing at home a lot this a lot recently. It's difficult to, I think, stay ahead of Georgia or come back if you get down with their style of play just simply because of how suffocating their defense has been. It's really difficult to stay ahead of things if you get up by a touchdown or 10 points because they will clamp down, they will adjust, and they will grind it out if they have to. And I think that even with a new quarterback in Carson Beck, I mean, this is halfway through the season, so it's not like you're going to be adjusting to any sort of like maybe comfortability for Beck, and maybe it's like something where he just isn't, uh, he isn't comfortable throwing the football, running the offense, and Kentucky can kind of surprise him. It's October 7th, and I think that the Wildcats will have their work cut out for them. Uh, I believe they play Florida the week before, mm-hmm. out on the road at Vanderbilt the week prior to that. So you've got a couple of winnable games heading into it, but it's not like you're going to come into this thing well, like uh, thinking that you're on top of the world or that you're you're a world beater. Kentucky may very well be in the top 25. So, you know, yeah. hey, it, it, Georgia fans genuinely may be looking at this and saying, hey, look, it's another free top 25 win that we can get under our belt. But I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Clint. It's very difficult to sit here and say, yeah, I, I think that there's a good chance of this upset happening and not like throwing back to, I, I believe it might have been like a 2020 South Carolina and 2019 yep. South Carolina type, type of game. Uh, and that was, I think, chaotic in, in its own way. So I, I just don't see something like that happening for the Wildcats here. But I mean, if you look again to what we were just talking about a little bit ago about what Kentucky has coming back and what they have coming in, I truly do think, and I completely agree with you, this is a much better team than than what they had a season ago. And I think that you're going to see that in their consistency. Will Levis was very inconsistent last year. I quite frankly, and this is not, I don't think this is a hot take for people that truly pay attention. I, I think that Devin Leary is a much better college quarterback uh, than Will Levis uh, will have proven to be uh, during his time with the Wildcats at least. And I think that Leary's going to prove that with his consistency last season for NC state, obviously, or actually for the past couple of seasons, he's been a little bit injury prone, but what he's not been is turnover prone. And that's really what will, will Levis struggled with last season with a better offensive line with some pieces coming back. I believe Kentucky could technically have four of their five starters coming back from a season ago if they wanted to play like that. Um, but I think they're going to, really rely on some of these new transfers. They got two offensive tackles from USC and Ohio State uh, that they may be playing with here. So I think UK is going to be more solid 
uh, on the offensive side of the ball more consistent. Their new, uh, or new, I say, OC Liam Cohen, I think is going to be way better than Rich Gangarello a season ago. So it it could prove to be a game that Kentucky hangs in. It kind of maybe shocks the Bulldogs for a few quarters. But again, I just go back to just how solid and how talented Georgia is in the trenches. And they can shut a game down if they want to. They can make it ugly if they have to. And they've got the talent, I think, to pull it out at home. So I I have a difficult time, Clint, sitting here saying, yeah, the Wildcats are going to go into Athens and they're going to be the team to, to really shock Uh, the Bulldogs this season, but I I do respect and appreciate what you're saying here about Stoops and how if it's going to be anybody, it could very well be Kentucky just because of how sound they are. So uh, I, I can, I can understand that angle and I can agree with that angle, but again, it's just, it's just the talent and it's on the road in Athens, man. Like you could be starting your third string quarterback and I would be, I would still be worried about it. Uh, That's exactly right. I think Georgia this year with Mike Bobo coming in for Todd Munkin, I think it's going to be 2.0 of a Todd Munkin system. And I think with the new rule change, we call it the Kirby death march because there's a point in the game. We saw this with Tennessee last year. He got up big against Tennessee and that game was over by the end of the second quarter. Nobody, everybody thought it was closer and the rain happened in the third quarter. No, the game was over because Kirby looked at the team and looked at the trenches for Tennessee and said, they can't stop our run game. We're up by points and they let's just grind this out. And he's fine. You said it. He loves winning that way. I think he takes pride in it, to be truth be told. So if there is a 14-point first quarter by Georgia, uh, man, it's going to get ugly in a hurry because then all of a sudden the new clock rules and just Kendall Milton and the rest of the running backs grinding it out. And if Kentucky can't keep ahead of the change on defense, get that trench warfare going up, up there, it's going to be bad. And the hope before it was kind of like, again, you, you've talked about wide receivers playing quarterback or Will Levis. It was kind of like, oh, man, we're, we're sunk. But with Leary coming in and Cohen coming back from the NFL, those are huge pieces for me. And I do think it's going to be I, I, even if we get out the 14 point lead in the first quarter, maybe Mike Bobo wants to take some shots. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be close because it always is. Uh, and you mentioned it. I was going to bring up the South Carolina game in Athens. That game was just the most ridiculous thing in the world. Third string quarterback, everybody injured. And I don't know how South Carolina pulled that off. It was mystifying that kind of lightning striking in Athens can happen, especially if it's a noon, if it's an early kickoff game and Kentucky's coming in really hot with a lot of momentum, right? Because of the season, man, things get interesting. I will actually be in Athens for this game. Daniel and I will be there reporting. So uh, I think it's the best home game Georgia gets this year. It's not even a question. It's it's the best that we get. Um, and I'm excited for it. Uh, we're going to come back after this. I'm going to ask Lance what the outlook for the whole entire season. We're going to do season win totals over unders and go through the schedule. But first these. All right, Lance, let's talk through the season preview for Kentucky all in all. I said the schedule looks favorable in my mind. Do you agree with that? The big road game against uh, Georgia is there, but they get Florida at home. They have to go to Vanderbilt, which is not bad at all ever. Um, They get Tennessee at home, which Mm -hmm. that is absolutely huge. Mississippi State, sure. uh, The big game against Alabama at home and then South Carolina on the road and Louisville on the road. So do you think the schedule sets up favorably for Kentucky? Absolutely. I think the fact that you get the majority of these big time games at home and and I I, I hate to be kind of gloom and and doom here, but I I truly do think that it's a tough game to win. The fact that you've got Georgia on the road, you can kind of swap that out with a with a different opponent that you can get at home instead. I think that's great. Um, I'm content with that. Uh, But but at the end of the day, absolutely getting also your your SEC West crossover Alabama at home. 
that's a game that's a game we can talk about here in a minute but I, i've got some interesting thoughts on that oh see and this is uh, let me let me just I'll, I'll i'll one up you maybe uh, brian kelly is the best coach in the west and lsu is the best team in the west this year and foreseeable mm. future lsu is a big time threat and i think alabama has a couple of maybe catastrophic problems on the roster. They, they are deep. Mm-hmm. They are talented, but they have a couple of positions that are catastrophically dangerous for them, most notably quarterback, but other positions as well. I'm thinking offensive line, by the way, because Latham might be the only one, but outside of that, they're relying on transfers and not homegrown talent who it's, it's yeah. not good. We've seen that at Georgia with Catalina playing tackle and it's bad. It's ugly in a hurry um so let's let's go there what are your thoughts on this alabama game the biggest game that you guys get at home which i think kruger feels just going to be hopping for so what is what are your thoughts on that i think it's not fun that that it it is sandwiched in between two road games against mississippi state and south carolina but to be honest with you um i mean we can talk about this and just be honest it's mississippi state and south carolina i I mean the, the talent i think is going to be uh, drastic uh, in difference compared to what we're going to see. I believe that's November 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, November 11th for the Crimson Tide yep. at home. And then, like you mentioned, I mean this this Alabama team. Look, they're stacked with talent. I mean that whenever I whenever I say what I'm about to say, let me be clear. This Alabama team does not lack for talent, but there are a couple of things that that they have going against them this season that just and I hate to say it and and not sound like i like i know understand what i'm talking about it just feels different clint i mean when you look at the look at the coordinator hires look at the offensive line look at the quarterback situation look at this defense that should be proved to be extremely strong once again statistically one in in i I guess now in the modern era of college football even your best defense is not going to be your 2011s, your 2009s, you're going to be giving up three or four or five more points per game. You're going to be giving up more yep. chunk yardage in the passing game. So while it may still prove to be the best in the conference, still not going to be as good as they've had to back them up in seasons past when their offense has not been as potent. I think this Alabama team is very, very good. I, I think that they're going to be good. I think they're going to win a lot of games. If they don't figure out quarterback, mm-hmm. they're going to lose three or four games in the regular season. That's going to happen because what they're going to end up doing is they're going to end up shooting themselves in the foot in on the road again this year. And there's not going to be a Bryce Young to save them against Auburn on the road against Kentucky on the road. They're not going to be able to do it. They're not going to be able to be able to pull it out against LSU at home against Tennessee at home. They're not going to be able to do it. So if they can't get that figured out, they're going to have a huge problem. And I understand, I, I agree with you with, with what you're saying about the offensive line because it goes back to what kind of the narrative have been, has been. It's like, well, maybe with Tommy Rees and, and maybe Nick Saban is going back to this kind of ground and pound style offense. Okay, what's their running back room look like? Sure, they've got stars, but none of them are proven. Nope. So we head into this season, if we're going to be projecting this out realistically, Alabama's got a chance to be really, really good. And they got a chance to do what Georgia's done, which is just kind of, be all in your face, you know, establish the line of scrimmage and just run the ball and just, just grind you into a pulp. Or or teams can figure out that their offensive line is not as strong as Georgia's. They're able to, you know, control things, I think, a little bit better. They're not able to dominate, but they're able to control it a little bit better, make Alabama look a b- little bit more human. And with excellent quarterback play, the beaten bike seven or ten points on the road because Bama can't make the consistent consistent plays downfield that they used to be able to. I don't know if it's going to be Ty Simpson. I don't know if it's going to be Jalen Milrow. I don't know if it's going to be uh, 
the Drew, it wasn't Drew Pine. Who is the quarterback that they brought in from Notre Dame? The transfer? From Notre, yes. I, Tommy Reese is like third in command over there, which is so weird, by the way, yep. to talk about that. And, and I think you're right. I think when we're talking about bringing in Tommy Reese, again, this ground and pound, this sets up well for Kentucky, if that's the thing. If the quarterback situation yep. worked out, now you're talking strength on strength, and you're yep. talking on the road, and you're talking against Stoops, who's done it. And to your point, yeah, last year, Alabama told me time until they were blue in the face. Most talented roster ever assembled in college football. And all the statistics back that up based upon star rankings and composite. Mm-hmm. And you had a generational quarterback, and you still didn't make the college football playoff for the SEC championship. Now, all of a sudden, it's less talented roster. It's not a generational quarterback, and you don't have proven people. Your best wide receiver is the guy who we let go because he couldn't cut it with Lad McConkey breathing down his neck. All of a sudden, this gets real dicey, and I don't know who the quarterback is. I think whoever it is, maybe seventh or eighth in the SEC, honestly. So if Georgia or if, if Alabama does want to do this, well, well, we'll suffocate with defense, which I think their defense is going to be good, yeah. very good. But if you want to suffocate, give me the points with Kentucky. If it's an eight nine point uh, uh, bet with Kentucky at home. I, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to put money on Kentucky because if you're going to go ahead and make it a six-point game on the road in the SEC with that place hopping, it's going to look interesting. Um, season win total, what, what do you project the number of wins for Kentucky this year? I think that their ceiling is looking at 10 wins. I think that that's their ceiling. If we're going to be realistic, I'm probably picking the Wildcats to win eight games this season just because, uh, uh, because uh, it's not – Kentucky would not be favored, I think, against Alabama right now. No. I, I don't think they would be favored against a team like maybe even Mississippi State on the road, uh, I think, because of just how the Wildcats have struggled against the Bulldogs over the past couple of years. So uh, I get, give me eight wins. I think eight and four is where I'm sitting with the Wildcats, maybe even nine and three if they're able to pull off an upset like a Bama game at home. I think that that's very, very possible. Um, but I, I don't want to be too too um, too crazy here. I'm trying to be somewhat realistic. It's interesting, Clint. Whenever it comes to basketball and football, as a Kentucky fan, I actually try and be realistic about our expectations. It's insane. And some people in the Kentucky sphere don't really seem to agree with that. They seem to agree with national championship or bust. Yes. It doesn't really matter what's happening. But I try I try to keep it a buck here. So eight and four because of quarterback because of the the reworked offense i think kentucky's going to be a lot more consistent uh, than they were last season uh, i think they start off five and zero oh until that georgia game take that yep. loss uh mizzou who knows with drink of it i'm not high on missouri this year you can talk about their defensive improvement everything i think i think they take a step back in that department uh, because drink of doesn't care about defense um in a big way uh tennessee i i i think is a good good game for Kentucky. And yeah, I also had Mississippi state circled. Who knows what's going to happen with that team? True. I mean, no one knows as of now. And then you get into South Carolina, Kentucky or um, Alabama. Okay. That's yep. kind of the, the really teeth of the schedule Two home games or home games sandwiched between two road games. Like you said, I like the nine wins. If I can find an eight and a half over under for Kentucky, I'm going to take the over on that because I'm going to get some juice with it. Uh, but this is a much improved team. Uh, I think they're going to make a lot of, of Saturdays really hellacious for SEC opponents this coming year, which is I'm all here for. Uh, Lance, tell the people where they can find you, interact with you, and talk to you about Kentucky football. Yeah, absolutely. They can follow me on Twitter at Lance uh, underscore. They can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK, and they can check out the Locked On Kentucky podcast wherever you get your podcast, or you can check us out on YouTube as well. 
Uh, and come, I'm, I'm really hoping Daniel, if he were here, he would be begging me to stop and comment that we definitely are hoping that come basketball season, Georgia in a couple of years actually has something to talk to you all about because right <laughs> now it's doldrums. But Daniel is pushing the Mike White narrative that there is good hope to be had, which he's starting to convince me a little bit. Truth be told. Uh, Lance, thanks for joining us. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you all next time.